0: Soul Win TV Presents Sol Win TV Presents.
1: And hope with Sweet Tea and Sass, encouraging couples to reconnect with God and with each other so they can live their happily ever after, too.
0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Sweet Tea and Sass. So, this week, or excuse me, last week, we were talking about Uncle Uncle Sam being the only way up and the three months from the day I swore an oath to. And protect this country And the day I left for basic training. Yep. And we talked about how that three months had turmoil and chaos and. A lot of. A lot of.
1: Craziness went on during that three months.
0: Yep. A lot of craziness during that three months.
1: So he enlisted on December the 12th. December 15th. 15th. I'm sorry. I keep. That's why we have. Two brains that operate as one because one of us can't remember anything at any given time and the other one has to help. So can you help me with my speech later? Because I am having a hard time with that. (sighs) Okay. So he enlisted and he was leaving in March. Do you remember what day in March? I don't remember what day in March.
0: I don't remember. March 5th. I think it was no March 13th, March 13th. It was almost 90 days. Exactly.
1: Probably a Friday, Friday the
0: thirteenth yep. it was it was a Friday
1: <laughs> I remember, I remember being at the airport and crying a yeah lot.
0: it was it was a Friday because all all newbies coming into basic training show up on Fridays, so you get to walk around the weekend and be a rainbow and give you a rainbow,
1: yeah, but we're gonna talk about that next week being a rainbow, yeah, yes, but this week we have to talk about what happened in between the time you enlisted and the time you left and all the great surprises. What is our scripture for this
0: week? So our scripture this week is for you created my innermost being and you knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Psalms 139, 13, and 14.
1: So the title of our, of our uh, podcast today is, uh-oh, surprise. So with between that scripture and the title of our episode, Can you guess what happened between the time he enlisted and the time that he left for basic training? Two weeks after he enlisted, on December 28th, my birthday, I paid a visit to my doctor because I wasn't feeling well. And we found out
0: baby number two was on the way.
1: And baby number one was only 15 months old. God surprised us and went around precautions And sent another little bundle of blessings, our second child, another brown-eyed little girl. Oh, man, was she a mess. She's still a mess, but she's my mess.
0: And I (laughs) love
1: her to death. But it's amazing she made it this far. (laughs) She tested (laughs) my patience every day of my life. But I wouldn't trade her for anything. Nope. But, boy, oh, boy, was I not expecting that curveball. Nope. Not expecting that curveball. Neither
0: one of us were expecting that curveball.
1: I didn't know what I was going to do. Here I was with a 15-month-old, another one due in August. He was leaving in March. He's going to be in basic training for six weeks. Then he was going to go to um, technical school. And that was going to be six to eight weeks, but we didn't know how long it was going to be between the two that it was going to start. So we didn't even know if he was going to be back home in time for the blessed arrival of his second child, which we did not even know what that child was going to be. We chose with the first two not to even know. No what for we all were them, having? All of them. No, I knew what the third one was going to be because well, we I knew didn't. that was my last one, and I I wanted to know because I I needed to prepare myself what for what for how many what we were going to get. I needed to know. But anyway, anyway. to that story that story's is on down the road seven eight years ago from now. So <laughs> yeah, we're we're this is a chronological order. We're not talking about that that one yet. So yeah, so I um I was still actually I was still working. I remember I was still working at the pharmacy and I was thinking there is just no way I can pay for daycare for two kids and I can handle getting two kids up and ready and get them to daycare and be at a job and give my 100% 100% because I never give less than my 100% to anything I commit to. Nope. If I give you my word that I'm going to do something, I don't give less than my 100%. So there's just no way I can do this and him gone and me doing it on my own because his parents were a four hour drive away in Texas. My parent, my mom and stepdad were five minutes away, but not much help at all. And after maybe number two came along, they were no help at all nada so i i just i knew there was just no way i had to find another way i, I had to do something different and we're going to talk about that in a couple of episodes but at this point we were just dumbfounded
0: that's a nice word yeah and we didn't know surprise was was definitely the word of the day
1: and then we had all these other things too like I'd had to have a C-section with our oldest, Megan, because she was bridge and I was in labor. So was I going to be able to have a C-section because he was in in the military considered active duty while he was training? I was going to have to go to the base. Were they going to make me deliver on base? Were they going to let me go off base to my normal doctor? I didn't want to see anybody but my regular doctor. I'd had other complications. i had a miscarriage before our oldest. So I, you know, I didn't want to see anybody but her. So I didn't want to go off base and have to deal with um, seeing another doctor. And the doctors on base were notorious for not being very kind or very gentle or understanding. And the rumors get around between military wives of what doctor to avoid and what doctor to go to and, yep. and being someone that had never been seen out there because I'd always been to my off base doctor. You don't get a choice. You just get assigned. And then that whole fiasco when I talked about in the last episode, of yeah, that
0: was a fiasco,
1: what you, what we go through as spouses when he left for basic training, our uh, Megan got our, our daughter got sick. And so I had called out to the base to get her an appointment to see the doctor because we didn't have our regular insurance through his employer. We just had our military insurance. And I didn't know anything about this. And I was, I said, I called and I said, I need to make an appointment just like I do when I called my normal pediatrician. And they said, what's your last four? And I was like, I'm sorry, I don't know what you're talking about. What's your last four? And I'm like, I don't don't know what you want. What do you want me to tell you? The lady was just screaming at me on the phone about my last four. And I didn't know what she was talking about. And I, I ended up in tears. She wouldn't tell me what she wanted. I've got a sick child running a fever. And she ended up hanging up on me and telling me not to call back until I had my last four. And I didn't know what my last four. Like I said, I had no military experience or training. And they didn't train us. They didn't nope. tell us anything. They didn't give spouses any information then. They didn't give us, you know, well, reserves. I don't know what they did for active duty, but reserves, they didn't give spouses anything. No, they didn't tell us anything. I mean, we have since Desert Storm and and all these things that they activated reservists for and National Guard for. We've gotten family readiness centers and we've gotten some things that places that we can go and questions we can ask key spouses organizations. But then we had nothing. And we were very poorly served, which probably is a lot of the reason I have the soapbox that I have and feel like we're not, we're not appreciated because what we weren't even, then we weren't even not appreciated. We were not even considered as human. It felt like, you know, they just yelled at us and screamed at us and treated us like we were prisoners or we had committed some crime it was it was awful I'd never been treated like that well I had been treated like that by my parents but that's another story that I've already told and I don't care to tell again but anyway um it it was really it was really terrible and I had to call a friend from church who was a and I said what do they want I don't understand and she explained to me they wanted the last four digits of his social security number. Everything you ever do on the military base from now on here on out, you will have to have the last four digits of his social security number memorized because you will not get anywhere without the last four digits of his social security number. Of
0: course, they didn't tell me that either to tell her so I could brief, so I could tell her. So before. He
1: could brief me, don't you? He's Yeah, he goes falls right back into that so he could brief me.
0: They didn't explain any of that to me, that she would need to know this kind of stuff to get any access to the base. And all, all I knew is she had to have an ID card and get on base. And I
1: had an ID card. I got, he'd take me and we'd gotten an ID card and I had the sticker on the car to drive on base. And, you know, a- another thing I went to the, to the Um, commissary which is the grocery store on base fortunately this same friend had gone with me and she finished her grocery shopping before me and she remembered to come back and tell me you have to tip the people who bag your groceries and take them to your car they don't pay them so you have to give them a tip you can't just go up to the cash register and check out like you do in a regular grocery store you see a register open you have to line up down the the stripe in the middle aisle. And they will tell you when to go to a register and what register to go to. I mean, and some bases, they have arrows where you can only go one way up an aisle. And if you go the wrong way, oh, believe me, you will get chewed out if you go the wrong way, like going the wrong way down a one-way street. Yep. I mean, why do you think I was so intimidated by going on base? There are all these minute rules. I remember the first time I went on the base with him at when we went to meet him for his basic training uh, graduation. And we were walking on base and all of a sudden I noticed he's nowhere around. Where did he go? I look back and he's just standing on on the sidewalk, standing at attention. And I'm like, what's going on? What should I do? I don't know if I should stop. I don't know if I should stand at attention. Should I duck? Should I run? Should I cover? The national anthem is playing because it's the end of the Duty day. I didn't even hear it because it didn't register to me. But you have to stop where you are. Now, if I'd have stood at attention, that would have been a sign of disrespect because I'm not in the military. I'm not in uniform. But he had to stop and stand at attention, and I was supposed to just stand silently beside him. Nobody tells me this. So, if you had no experience with the military, you were literally. It was. To me, I'd liken it to being in a foreign country and you don't know the customs, you don't know the way that they do things, you don't. And so you go about trying to live life and function the way that you know how to do things and you're constantly breaking rules and going against regulations out of ignorance because nobody told you. Yep. Nobody took you under their wing and said, hey, let me help you out with this. And, you know, the other ladies that I knew, they had small children. They had jobs. They didn't have the time or the energy to take me under their wing and tell me every little detail. And they were all active duty.
0: Which was different. Which
1: was different than being reserves.
0: Reserves is like a part-time job.
1: I it's I don't know if it's like a part time job or not.
0: One I week felt, in a month and two weeks a year. Yeah, well, well, that's, during, I disagree this, with that. During this three months, that's what from, they tell you. Yeah, that's the, the commercial. This wasn't the only surprise during this three months.
1: Yeah, let me grab my tissue again. Yeah,
0: um, right, right before I left for basic training. Well, it
1: was a it, month before you left
0: right before i February 15th a month before i left got a phone call at work and it was her stepdad calling me wanting
1: to know it was my mother no all these years i thought it was my mother
0: wanting to know if i knew where elizabeth was and i said yes sir i do and my sister was with me and i i said yes sir i know where she's at and he said, "Well, can you get in touch with her?" So I called the restaurant. She no, goes, you went. You came to the restaurant. Well, I called first, and they couldn't guarantee that you were in there. So yeah, I said, "Well, I'll just drive over to the restaurant where she's at."
1: It was a Wednesday night. My sister and I had taken a friend of ours to dinner for her birthday. Yep. Before we went to work, we were working in a church nursery. Yep and uh,
0: and i come walking in and she looked at me and I, was,
1: I did was so surprised he was there i didn't know why he was there he wasn't supposed to be off work yet he was supposed to meet me at church
0: and uh
1: he had to deliver the news
0: and i had to deliver the news that uh her grandmother had just gone to be with the lord she had laid down to take a nap that afternoon and When uh, her younger cousin got off the school bus, uh, he always ran over to her house to say hi to her, and he went in and couldn't wake her up. And that was the most devastating news that I could have ever received. It was the
1: most devastating news I ever received.
0: Yep, because her grandmother was more like her mama than she was. She was
1: my mom. She was my rock. She was... She was everything, and she was the person I was depending on, leaning on to get me through.
0: Me being in basic training. Me
1: being gone and having and expecting another baby.
0: Yep. And uh, although she knew you were having another one, she was excited about another one coming. And
1: we were supposed to have gone and seen her the weekend before, but we so. had had an ice storm and we couldn't go because the roads were icy. And so I. I was already starting to show and I knew I didn't want to show up there just in maternity clothes showing. So I had called her that weekend and told her that I was expecting another baby. And she and i had had a long talk about how upset I was that I was having another one. And I was so surprised. And she had told me, well, what do you think I felt when I found out at 40, I was having another one. And, you know, he's been the biggest blessing I could have ever asked for. And you know, gave me that, you know, no holes barred, pick yourself up and dust yourself off and you toughen up and you go live your life and you do it. You love that baby. You just like you are expecting her all along and you just get on with it. And, you know, I got that tough Cajun grandma speech. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. And it was just, it was awful. It was the most devastating thing that I could ever have imagined. And I was absolutely crushed.
0: And that's when the turmoil of the family kicked in.
1: Yeah. She was
0: the rock of the family.
1: She was the rock. She was the glue that held everything together. And when she was gone, everything fell apart. And now, if I have one word of wisdom for you guys. The thing that I have learned is when somebody passes away, people show their true colors in a family. So always just be on guard when somebody passes away, because you don't know how that's going to affect people and how they're going to react out of that and how they're going to let things that have been unsaid Things that you never thought of or you never expected are going to come out and come up, and it can get really ugly and it can be very hurtful. So just
0: trust be, in the Lord.
1: Be on your guard in your grief to just watch out for others in their grief, and in your grief, be careful not to lash out at, at, at anybody and to. Work through your grief and try to, try to um, take anything that you have, any grievances or anything that you have, try to take them to the Lord and pray about it and work through it with him because everybody's nerves are on edge and everybody is hurting and everybody's in pain. And some people um, react out of that pain in very hurtful ways. Because they can't see any past their pain. Yep. That, that anybody else is in pain. And they think that only their pain is what matters. So just remember that. But yeah, so um, so when he left in March, I was four months pregnant with baby number two. And uh, we, we didn't know what was coming next. We had a bunch of curveballs. Grandma was with the Lord. And I was very upset with God because I questioned him about why. Yep. Why did you take her now? Because I needed her. But looking back, hindsight is 20 And you learn that God has his timing and his purpose and everything. And I know that he needed me to
0: be strong. And his he, timing is always... His timing is always right.
1: perfect, but you don't have to. We don't necessarily have to understand that, but he grew me a lot. He grew me up a lot and I needed to learn to be strong and to depend on myself and to stand up and to be tough. And I did, and I did a lot of things that I didn't think I could do. I accomplished a lot of things that I could, didn't know I could do. And I, um, I did a lot of, a lot of stuff that grandma would have been really proud of. Oh yeah. Really, really proud of that. I'm really proud of myself for
0: doing that.
1: I don't think I probably would have done because I think I would have just been at her house a lot, leaning on her and not leaning on myself and my own strengths and leaning on the Lord. Like I, like I needed to. And so it it was hard and it was tough. And if you're going through difficult hard times like that, just know that God knows what's best. My favorite verse, Romans eight twenty eight. All things work together for the good of those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. And they they really do. God does work it all for good. It doesn't seem like it. It doesn't it now. feel like it, but he does. He works yeah, it all for it good.
0: It may be it. It may seem like total chaos and turmoil right now and what's going on in your life, but trust God and everything will work out to his glory. And you just have to trust in him and what's going on and what he's saying. Yep. And what's what's going on in your life. You may not see the you may not be able to see the sunshine or the silver lining of what's in your world right now, but And you may feel like you're in a pit of despair that you can't
1: get out of, just know he's in there with you. Yep, You are not by yourself. You are not alone. And believe me, I felt very alone. I couldn't call him. I couldn't, I couldn't get in touch with him. And he's going to tell you how he felt being where he was in the next episode. But I felt very alone, but I was never alone. And I know that I know he was with me every minute, every step of the day. Every every minute of every night that I laid awake, God was right there with me. And I know that beyond a shadow of a doubt. So if you're going through that, if there's a separation right now with your spouse or there's turmoil in your family, things are going on, just know that Jesus loves you. He loves you more than anything. He loves you so much that if you were the only person on this earth, he still would have came and died for you. Yep.
0: Just you. died for you.
1: Just you and he's right there with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. He is right there with you and he will not leave you. He will never leave you. And if you need somebody reach out to us. You can you can reach us at the claiminggroup.com. You can reach out to us on any of the social medias through your your um, through Mary for a Purpose on Facebook or at ElizabethClayman.com. Married by out. design. Married by design. Sorry, married by design.
0: Or... Oh, I wasn't sure where you were going with that, but yeah, married by design. Thank
1: you, other half of my brain. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, reach out to us. or Reach out to us on social media at Elizabeth Klaman or Arnold Clayman on social media. Or reach out to us via email at ElizabethClayman.com. Elizabeth at ElizabethClayman.com. Yes, on email, and uh, we will be Keep happy. It to talk you yes keep it simple keep it simple my name if you can remember elizabeth claymant you can find me on email on youtube on anywhere on the online so just reach out to us because we'd be happy to pray with you yes. and talk with you
0: yes we would so
1: just reach out to us
0: we love y'all love y'all talk to y'all later ah bye bye